Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. All right, what's goody, Hot Breath Verse? Welcome back to Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. I'm your host, comedian Joel Byers, and we're on a mission here at Hot Breath to cultivate the next generation of great comics. And our guest today is a repeat guest back, and his mission is also to help comics. His is what I said in this intro. But long story short, we're doing this live Q&A in our Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that yet, just go into the show notes if you're listening to this podcast later and go into the show notes, click join the Facebook group so you can be a part of future Q&As and get access to guests like today, the CEO of the World Series of Comedy, ladies and gentlemen. Show some love for Joe Lowers, everyone. Get Joe Lowers in here. Woo-woo! What's goody, Joe? Hey. How are you, man? I'm doing great, man. It's good to have you back on here. Thanks, man. I'm excited. I had a great time last time. Uh, I took a shower and fixed my hair and everything, and you just threw a hat on. I know. I couldn't even tell um, that you showered or did your hair. So, or hair cool. singular, I guess. But I did just put a hat yeah. on. I could take my hair off, my hat off, if you want. No, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we didn't. I was just knew it'd be all content today. Be quality content is what we're gonna provide today. But I'm. Uh, we got people already in the uh, the chat here saying hello, hello all, and uh, yes, hey. this will be replayable. John O'Keefe asking if this will be replayable. Yep, it'll be on our podcast available, and it'll be. I don't know if you make questions from them, but if if they ask questions, I will answer anything. Awesome. Yeah, Joe is here to answer your questions about festivals, about getting any, any comedy. Anything comedy. So if you could just... Uh, it doesn't have to be comedy. I'll answer it. Oh, no. answer, well, I wouldn't take any advice from this guy other than comedy. I will say that. I don't know what other yeah. life that advice you could get. <laughs> but just to start <laughs> off, Joe, what if you could just kind of introduce yourself, just let comics know like what the World Series of Comedy is. Uh, the World Series of Comedy is a pretty big comedy festival. I didn't plan it to get this big. It just kind of has grown. Uh, I'm a comic first. I've been doing comedy, I think, this March was 26 years or 27 years. Uh, I started this festival because I love, absolutely love, love, love comedy and I love helping comics and I want to help them get work. I, I did it out of frustration when I started the festival. I, uh, before I started the festival, I was on the road headlining and I'd come back to my home club and I'd be like, Hey, this guy opened up for me. He's really funny. You should hire him in a club owner. You know how it is. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, this guy should be seen by other people. I just want, I mean, I enjoyed a show for a week or I enjoyed a show. So I went to the club owner and this was the Pittsburgh funny bone. And I went to them and asked him if I could run this contest and I asked him what his slowest month was. And I said, give me, your pay for the month that you pay the comics and uh, I'll let me have the entire month and then guarantee me eight weeks of work and I'll pack this club. And I did. Wow. And it went really well the first year and I gave away 10 grand 
and eight weeks of work. And I was like, that was, that was fun. Then I moved to Las Vegas to try to do my, uh, my own show in Las Vegas. And, uh, that worked out. I was there for uh, 15 years. I did my show for 10 years. And, uh, I just moved back to Pittsburgh three years ago to be close to my family as they get older. But, uh, when I was in, in Vegas, I did it again in Pittsburgh and then the club owner wanted me to keep doing it. And I said, no, I want to focus on my show. And then in 2010, I kept kind of getting it out and rethinking it. And I'm like, well, I don't have $10,000 to give away. What, what do comics want? And I was like, ah, oh, work would be really cool. So I got a hold of every club that I had ever worked for and explained what I wanted to do. And they were like, we believe you. So they gave, the first year I gave away 37 weeks of work. Uh, and we've averaged that every year. One year we were able to get up to 50 weeks, but we average around 37 to 40 weeks for the winter, uh, 20 some weeks for the second place and maybe 10 to 15 for third. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. Like uh, letting a comic be a comic. Mm -hmm. That's what the festival's about. Yeah. That's, that's something I noticed in that part of it for a few <laughs> years now is like, I mean, I've been, I've been to several festivals. I mean, all around, and like laughing skull i mean I, I went up to jfl one year like i've seen festivals and like world series of comedy is by far the most like comic centric festival like last last time we did it it there was like a seminar of just bookers that you could go and talk to and just give them your card and interact with and you actually the winner getting work and not like just like a trophy or something you know what do comics want we want to work we want stage time we want to get paid to do it it's like it really is a four comics by comics festival. That that means a lot to me. I when I hear comics talk about the camaraderie and the stuff, the way that they feel when they're there, that's huge yeah. to me. Uh, I try to look at everything from the comics point of view. Like, what would I want? What would I do? The first year I did this, I had a hundred and some. I mean, there's a hundred one comics to perform, and I thought. I said, told everybody who registered they were invited to come out. But I assumed just the 101 that were going to perform were going to come. And I thought, well, man, I better put something on during the day because they're going to be, there's 100 comics sent around. So <laughs> that's when I kind of just started kind of putting together seminars. And I think I had maybe five or six seminars the first year. And now I have two a day every, you know, so that's, uh, 10 almost eight to 10 seminars in a week mm -hmm. uh we have a bowling night we try to go bowling we try to play poker i try to do things where the comics are put around the booker in the industry in a fun sort of way where they're not under pressure and stuff but the first year uh we ended up with almost 150 comics so i threw together really quickly a couple late night shows to get the comics on because i was like Oh, these guys are in Vegas. They're going to want to perform. So I just threw together these late night shows. And then when you just came to the festival, but uh, two years ago, you hosted one of those, yeah. and, which was so much fun. And uh, now we do three of them. We get close to 200 comics that show up and they're there. And if so, if you register for this thing to me, I tell comics all the time I go, they're like, should I register for your festival? And, and you have to, to me, I say, what do you want out of it? If you're registering just to win, maybe not. Maybe you should just keep your money. 
if you registering to grow and learn and become a better comic, yeah, this is this we're gonna do what we can to help you. First thing I would say is register with plans to come to the main event in September. If you're not planning on coming to that, I don't know why you're registering. But maybe you're registering because you want to go get into the punchline or one of these other clubs. Well, that's a good reason too, because I know what it's like to try to get a guest set or just to be talked to a club owner. It's a pain in the ass. Oh my gosh. Don't even it's still rough. Yeah, it's uh, that, that's part of the reason I did this because it's so <laughs> nuts. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm offering free hotel rooms for uh, bookers in Vegas, and they're t- picking up my phone calls. I'm like, son of a bitch, yeah, you didn't but- answer the phone when I wanted to work there. <laughs> that's me, man. That's me. Seriously, I never it's got so in with any local it's clubs. Not- like, yeah. Well, you did the, you did it right when you come to my festival. You came there as industry. Mm-hmm. You came there to do a seminar, which was absolutely wonderful. You hung out, you did the late night show, and then you were around all the industry that was there. So yeah. hopefully you got to know some of those guys and got work. I did get that work. way because the yeah, cool. Yeah, because yeah, if you didn't, my first then, comedy club after being right. there. Like I started headline. Like it when it was so weird when I when I did World Series. Well, first off, people in which like, club the Hot Breathiverse now. Um, are um i met there and are now a member of like this community and they're active in here that i met there that week but the drop is the first uh comedy club oh yeah that ever she's booked. a huge support yeah and it, it's so funny that it like set in motion i like i booked that one and then i booked uh gutties in indiana and then i started booking these comedy zone like gigs like it's almost like not all the bookers from there like but that almost set in motion my career of like, I want to be a headliner. Oh, I just got booked as a headliner from someone at World Series. And then I started getting booked as a headliner. It was so cool just to see that. Yeah. Well, I think that you start getting a couple, you start getting a little more confident, just like everything. And you start figuring out how to talk to who you need to talk to. And then you end up getting to work. Yep. This business is crazy. There's no governing board that says, hey, you're a headliner now. You said you just said it. You go, I wanted to be a headliner. Well, yep. just because you want to be doesn't mean you are. I mean, you are. I think you do a great job. But there's a process, and it's a you have to get into some of the smaller clubs and some of the one nighters and start headlining there, and then eventually you get moved up. And it's it's such it's fun, but it's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny to hear someone like at your experience level, 26 years in, you, you still share that same sentiment as if you were like two years in trying to get a guest spot at a club, you know, and that's, that's part of it. There's times. Yeah. Go ahead. I I mean, it's it's just nuts. I, I I had my own show in Vegas headlining it for, I think 10 years, a little bit more, five nights a week, just getting in my car, drive down to my showroom, Headline my show five nights a week for 10 years. And then I had a, I was on the road during the world series and I had a week off from my club. And I had, there was a week that opened up at the one comedy club. And I had the last time I'd worked there was 15 or 20 years before that as a feature. And the club gives me work for the festival. And so I called him, I said, Hey man, I'll come in and headline that week. And you know, I'd love to do it. 
he's like, yeah, let me uh, let me think about that one. And then he calls my host to check to see if he thinks I can headline. What? <laughs> Not that I don't have a problem with you, but I mean, it's like I, I just I've been pulling somehow I've been pulling off a show in Vegas for for ten years, five nights a week. It's been fifteen years since I worked your club. <laughs> I didn't quit, so I probably got better. I would hope. Oh my god! It was just funny, dude. and I went in and headlined. It was great, but it was just that just made me laugh. That's so all you funny. can do. Yeah. So we we do have some questions coming in, and um, cool. uh, Dennis Tooley, one of the owners of Gutty's, actually said World Series of Comedy yeah. is a fantastic festival. Net the networking opportunities are amazing. Joe does a great job with the event. Yeah, uh, I paid Dennis to say that, so yeah. I <laughs> he almost read it for me. Ooh, nailed it, Dennis. Even with your bad. Yeah, Dennis, that's good. Yeah, he's solid. Dennis is a great guy, and he was so. I, you know, uh, it's important to me. He came out to Vegas this past year as industry. Net, the networking opportunity. And he was around. Joe does a great job with like my my. When I get a hold yeah, of uh, well. I, or any any industry, I tell them I go. I would like you to at least judge two of the shows, and. You can always judge more, but I'd like you to at least judge two. And I'd like you to be around for the meet and greet. And I'd like you to, but I don't, I try to give them their time mm -hmm. so they can do something if they want. Uh, but I really love when a, somebody industry comes out and they're just around. And Dennis came down to every show. He was hanging out during the day at the seminars, talking to comics in the hallway. So like it, it's so wonderful to see industry just being around. Yes. That's yeah. important to me. Like Dennis is somebody I would definitely have back or want to have back at the festival just because yeah, he's, sure. he's good to talk to. And so. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's, and that's a big part of like hot breath. And I do see all his questions coming in. We'll, we'll jump into those in just a sec for sure. So keep posting them, but and I'll try to answer quicker. Yeah, that's a big thing we do at Hot Breath is like we want to be a positive and supportive community for comics to just develop as comics, you know, because when I started, yeah, it was just competitive and I was alone and confused and there was a lot of negativity and no one was really reaching out for like a helping hand or even reaching across to be like, hey, let's do this show together. So it was, it was a very lonely journey and it was very negative and competitive. So I'm hoping this next generation coming up realizes that doesn't have to be the way of comedy. Like there is a more positive camaraderie that could be shown in comedy. I think world series exudes that for sure. Thank you. Yeah. I, 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 and I think you guys do too. And I think there's always going to be some negativity and things like that. But I think, I mean, there's comics that hate my festival. There's comics that aren't going to, that don't like festivals at all. There's comics that don't, think you could teach comedy there's comedy, you know mm -hmm. uh that's to, to, to everybody you know I don't, i'm not trying to get every comic i want to only help the ones that and i've had comics register for this festival and not ever register again and i know why some of them did because they don't like the rules that i have they don't like uh some of the things that i make comics or ask comics to do and everything i'm asking a comic to do in this festival is stuff that I either made a mistake doing myself or it's what the clubs want. So I'm trying to help you grow. And one thing that I really push for anybody who's around me and industry and stuff like that, if you're negative, I don't want you there. 
Mm. I don't want you there as a comic. I don't want you there as industry. I, you know, I want to help. I just want everyone there to, because there's so many levels. Comics can learn. I mean, it's not just the industry there. The comics, I tell some of the newer comics, I'm like, you should come and watch the shows and see, watch the guy who wins, the person who wins. Because mm -hmm. it's just, there's, there's different levels and you can look at it and go, ah, that's what I want to be. Uh, Emmanuel T. I don't, did you meet Emmanuel T? I don't know if I met Emmanuel. And, uh, and he, he's a great comic, super, super great dude. He posted the other day, I'm, uh, you're looking at something like you're looking at the winner of the World Series of Comedy 2017 or something like that. And I absolutely love that post because he knows he's probably, he, he said he's coming this year, he's going to try, but he knows he's a smart kid. He knows he's probably not quite ready yet. And he knows how many years it's going to take him to get there. And I believe he's going to do it. Oh, you said 2020. 2017 or 2027? Oh, 2027. Yeah. Oh, so okay. whatever it was like. Yeah. 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 He was speaking in the future that oh, he's going to so have cool. to work. He knows. Yeah. He knows he's got to work at it. But I thought that I was like, oh, that's cool. That's so cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, another thing is uh, like Jason, the VP of the World Series, and him and I talk all the time about it. We love when we see on Facebook uh, other comics busting the balls of other comics that we know didn't know each other before they came to a satellite or came to the main event. Like I, I know that like this guy in Indy didn't know this guy in LA and now they're saying smart ass shit to each other yeah. at comics too. And it's so fun. I just, I love it. It's, it's so fun to know that we brought those guys together. I yeah. agree. Yeah. So, and people are yeah sharing their own experiences with world series in the comments as well. That's great. Erica, Switzer said it actually attending a satellite show in 2015 actually gave her the itch to really try stand up. Oh, cool. You're inspiring all sorts of levels. That's great. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. yeah that's Did you, have you ever done the, the punchline in Atlanta? I have. Yeah. That is one of those clubs yeah. that, um, uh, the only time I've ever worked there is when a headliner was like book Joel on my show. Every other oh, that's time, great. it's always that, gone well, but they've never like been like, hey, Joel, could you come do this weekend? Not one. Yeah. Comics should find a headliner and attach themselves to that headliner hmm. and do anything they can for that headliner because that headliner can take them to other clubs and stuff. Yeah. Like when I, when I, I haven't gone on the road and worked for oh, quite a while and I don't really know if I even want to. But if I do, I one of my things is when I ask the club now, I'm to the point where I go, can I bring my feature? And I really want to bring somebody that I want to hang out with for the week. Yeah. I, I always make sure they're funny, but I want it's. I just want it to be somebody that I can, that I want to be around. Uh, to the point now where I'm like, I don't want to show up with and somebody that's not funny or somebody that's annoying or. I don't know. I hear you. No, I hear you. Yeah. yeah it's but I think if you get the right head, like when I started, I, I had, uh, before I started comedy, I had, I have a degree in advertising. So I went to art school, but I owned a vending company that I had sold just to start into comedy. But I, so I had two brand new cars when I started comedy, which is unusual for a comedian. And I, and so, but I had a little bit of business sense from running a business and being an artist and stuff. 
So I was featuring on the road and I think it was probably under six months because was I ready? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I have some good shows? I had some good ones. I had some really, really bad ones. But I had two new cars and I got a hold of every comic in Pittsburgh headliner and told him, I'll drive you anywhere you want. You don't have to pay for the gas. I didn't care if I broke even or cost money. You know, we can split the gas. I'd love that, but you don't have to. I'll drive. So comics were taking me just because I had a new car and they knew it was, I was reliable. I was doing artwork for comedy clubs because I could. I just, we just did a satellite, not this past year or year before at Comedy Cabana in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. And while we were there, the owner of the club, who I hadn't been there in, I think, 20-some years, I'd headlined there. And then I moved to Vegas and stuff, and I just hadn't been back. The owner walks out with a folder of a whole bunch of artwork that I had done for them when I was there. I went back. I didn't like their comment cards. were really bad. So I went back and redesigned their comment cards for them and sent them artwork so they could just make copies on a copy machine. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was easy for me, but it cost them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So every comic has some skill. Think about what your skill is and, and, and go, am I willing to offer that skill up a little bit? Yeah, I'm not saying do everything for free and give it away, but I mean, is there somehow I can help? the club or help somebody because now that just there's too many of us there's a lot of comics yep. competing for a few weeks of work so somehow you have to put yourself a little bit above somebody else you can just stand out a little bit well, let's yeah let's get to these kids questions here and uh mike mar is asking i'll try to answer everything faster yeah we'll we'll try to run through these for you kids here um <laughs> And Mike's asking where you can register. I guess it's the World Series of Comedy.com, right? Yep. The World Series of Comedy. The World Series. I'll paste the link in the live chat here. And if you're listening to this podcast later, it'll uh, it'll be also in the show notes of that. And if you let them know, there's a option when you check out to tell them where you heard about it. If you hit podcast and then type in hot breath. Hot breath. Hot breath. Or if you type in you Joel. Type it like that. Yeah, you got to say like, hot breath. <laughs> like that. But let them know that uh, you came from hot breath and uh, they're actually going to upgrade your um, your registration to the full package. If you register right now, yeah, if you register right now, you get two to pick two or three of the satellites or one of the online showcases. If they register and use your name or hot breath, and then they email me, I'll upgrade their thing and give them all nine live satellites and all the online showcases. Boom. So that's pretty cool. And that look look at our list on the website. If there's a club you've been wanting to get into, this is a great way. Yep, for sure. It's a great way to show up and the club owners or the booker is going to be there and they're going to see you. And you may not win it. You may not even get to the main event, but you'll get maybe end up with work there. So, so here we go. Let's, let's run into them here. We got Bob Kirk coming up first asking, is is there a national list of bookers? Where might I find this? If it exists? Uh, man, I think it's called Google. 
Oh, snap. no, no. I, there used to be, you know, it's crazy when I when I started. There was a huh. book out. Uh, I'm not trying to promote anything else I'm doing right now, but I'm in the middle. Of, I own the comiclist.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm in the middle of rebuilding that right now, and it should be done hopefully very, very soon. On that, it's basically set up as an EPK for comics, but I'm also setting up EPKs for comedy clubs. And I'm going to start getting a hold of all the comedy clubs that I know and have them set up their own EPK on there. So I'm hoping within a year that might be the list he's talking about that will have it. It's going to have a private area where I'm going to ask the bookers to answer about 25 to 30 questions on like what, what's the best day to contact them? What's how many, all the like stuff that comics are going to want to know to get work there. And so it's, it's grown over from the world series. Everything I do has pretty much grown from the world. Like I was like, Oh, that'd be kind of cool to have a place for the comics to be able to have house their press kit and then that's that was my original plan and then i started figuring thinking man i would like to have festivals have a press kit so i'm going to try to get all the festivals to set up a press kit on the comic list too i got some big plans for it but that might be the place for this for him to find them uh yeah it's i don't necessarily think there's a a direct list of clubs out there that I know of. I mean, I just kind of, over the years, you just kind of start setting up a spreadsheet and keep adding to it. Talk to every comic, you know, ask, say, share, don't try to be greedy. Like I got the information for this club. I don't want you to have it. Mm -hmm. Share, talk to each other. Cool. You know, trade all of a sudden you might have 10 that they don't, they might have 10 that you don't. You guys have a good list, then. All right. So the comments Next question. Coming soon. Next question, Bob Kirk. Uh, ben Webb, what are some ways that a comedian can become more professional on and off stage to stand out more? Uh, I, that's something, like I was talking about a little bit, was just to, you know, offer up work and stuff like that. One of the things I always tell comics is be noticed on stage, not off. Hmm. When I used to show up at a club, I would say, where do you want me to stand or sit or whatever? And then I would go there and stay the hell out of the way. This is a business. If you're interrupting their servers or first off, don't sleep with the staff. That'll make you look professional. Uh, (laughs) That'll get you not booked. Needs to be don't uh, treat everyone with respect to the guy in the kitchen that you might get to walk through. Treat everyone like they own the club. Don't just be nice to the booker or the headliner. Uh, one reason is that's just how you should be as a human being. But the other one is there's an, uh, you don't know who is related. You don't know who's going to be the next person uh, getting moved up to be the booker. And that guy that was a dishwasher might now be the booker and you were a dick to him and now you're not working there. So just be respectful. I mean, uh, that, that to me, I think will get you noticed. 
Uh, if you do your job on stage, work hard on your craft as a comic, try to work hard to be funnier. And that's, I mean, that's just stage time and writing and working. And I think if you work on that stuff, you'll get noticed on stage, but there's so many comics that are assholes or a pain in the ass off stage. And I'm talking mostly about big headliners and stuff like that, that there's some clubs that go, they get a lot of people here. I, I just don't want to deal with them. Mm-hmm. You, you know, so you know, there's some at the main event. Sometimes I have to get that super rambunctious young comic and take them aside and go, don't, it's not all it's business, but don't, you don't always have to be pitching. You don't always have to be trying to do your joke to somebody or something. Just hang out the industry, the club owners, the bookers, they're just people. They they want to hang out with people that they have fun with. I've had comics come up and tell me that they've ended up with a week of work because they were at the bar and bought the booker a drink and just hung out with them. And the booker was like, oh, this is great. You're in a festival. You must be good. Come on to my club. And I'm like, holy shit, that's great. Didn't even see you. So, yeah, I think just being, I don't know how, you know, I think everybody knows what professional is. Professional, I can't even say it is, but be that. Be, be, you know, don't be a dick. Don't be a pain in the ass. Don't take everything personal either. Comics take everything personal. They think the booker because he didn't return the email or he didn't call that he doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. He's mad at me. It's not true. Most of the time, they don't even know who you are. And don't get mad at that. You haven't made them know who you are yet. I, uh, I, I can, I'll just, but I mean, we were doing a satellite and, uh, at Sarasota, Florida at uh, McCurdy's and, uh, there's a comic who's in the back and he's like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I live right up the road in Tampa. He don't even know who I am. I mean, he, he's never hired me. I should be, he should be hiring me. And I go, he doesn't know who you are. And he was like, what? And I go, why do you think he should know who you are? I go, do you come here on his open mics and hang out? Oh, no. And I go, I said, why does he, why do you, why, why are you so special that he should know who you are? And I said, it's not that he doesn't like you. He just doesn't know who you are. There's a lot of comics and you haven't put yourself out there. He went out and slaughtered the room. Mm. Just killed it. The next night we're standing in the back and Les walks through the owner of the club and says, great job, man. I can't wait to have you back. And he, he, I said, now he knows who you are. He's worked at that club a bunch now. That's awesome. I love you. Yeah. And, 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 and the comedian was like, Oh, I never even thought of that. I just thought he didn't like me. And I go, yeah, I banned myself from my home club for 20. I mean, for 10 years because I thought the GM didn't like me when I went back the GM's like, why did you stop coming here? You were, you were just new and you were starting to be too pretty well. And you stopped coming. I go, cause I thought you got mad at me and you wouldn't play music for me when I went on stage and I got mad and didn't come. And he goes, that was stupid. Hmm. <laughs> he didn't even know uh, for, tw- for 10 years, I was holding a grudge. And he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't know. 
<laughs> that's how stupid comic, you know, some, I'm not saying comics are stupid, but that's that we, we have an ego or we wouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Next question. I, I, I love talking comics. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it took yeah. me probably eight years to release me like, well, the punchline is a great example of a club. I probably put in the most groundwork into, I showed up at open mics. I showed up on the weekends. I was just nice. I was around. Um, but that was a club. I was like, I did all these things and nothing happened. It took me eight years to be like, well, it's out of my control. I've done everything I can do move on. And then as soon as I was started focusing on what I could control, I started getting opportunities outside of sure. these clubs, you know? So, but then they hear about that. They start going, Oh, who's this guy? Oh yeah. He said, art. like, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, and you don't have to answer here, but I mean, but I want, I'm hoping that you, you'll come over to the club when we're there and judge a couple nights, hang out, and maybe close a couple shows if you want to do that. And uh, that'll that might put you on the radar a little bit more. And if I help that way, that'd be great. That would be awesome, yo. Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I appreciate that. Look at this cool. making magic live on the internet. This is great. <laughs> yeah, I'm the first one to ever make magic on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have a triple X connected to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Kelly Jensen asks, um, "Is there anything the judges are looking for besides originality and stage presence a comic should keep in mind?" <sighs> Is there anything that the judges are looking for? Well, we definitely want you to be original. We want you to be uh, comfortable on stage. I, no, I don't know if there's anything. I can't think of anything. Else. I mean, that's two of the, like this festival. Uh, we have five people watching every video that comes in. Every one of them gets scored by originality, stage presence, and overall. The overall is the score that I tell the people watching the videos to give kind of like their own opinion, like with overall, like, what do you think of this comic? Uh, so our, our main, those are our three main categories that every comic gets judged on to get into the festival. Uh, we look for originality. Like to me, if you're, if you're wondering if your joke is, I'm one of these comics. There's some comics that say, oh, I heard that before. I can't do it. I'm not like that. I believe that as long as you didn't steal it, if you think that there's going to be a lot of parallel thinking, in my opinion, you put 10 comics in a room, you give them a subject, they're going to, nine of them are going to probably come up with a joke that's really close. Mm -hmm. You see it all the time on the internet. Something happens and then bam, 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 you know, 15 comics are saying the same thing. Uh, but then all of a sudden, one of them says kind of the same thing but a little bit more and you go, fuck, that was good. So whenever you're done with a joke and you go, I'm done with this joke, you're not. Pick it back up, write some more, push harder, go deeper. And when you say you're done, you're not. Push harder, make like figure out every angle every i mean that to me that will make your jokes more original and make your show harder to forget kaboom so yeah uh, you know back at that real quick though we are looking at the quality of the video oh yeah yeah submissions are good the camera i mean if you don't own a tripod quit comedy <laughs> 
that's not that's a little rough. I'm just kidding. Uh, that's his big advice. Quick comedy. Well, if you as a comic, I think every single comic, if you don't own a microphone and a mic stand, I don't care if you have a sound system, but I don't know of any guitarist that doesn't own a guitar. The mic and the mic stand are our instruments. And I've seen comics shows fall apart because the mic stand was too tight or because they couldn't get the mic out of the mic stand and they just, they're just went to shit and that was it. And I've seen guys go up where the whole mic stands falling apart and you wouldn't even know. They just kind of flow with it. They take it out. They set it behind them because they know how to, they're comfortable with that. So get it, put it in your house, practice taking the mic out, practice saying it. If you use the mic, uh, leave it in the stand, leave it in the stand. If you don't uh, and you take it out, practice taking it out and putting the mic stand behind you. Don't stand there and lean on the mic stand. Like you're going to lose points for me on a video instantly if you're standing there holding a mic stand doing this. Because if you break that mic stand, you're not coming back to the club. Mm -hmm. They don't care how funny you were. They have to get up on Monday and go to the guitar center and buy another mic. And the whole time they're doing, if you want to stay in someone's radar, the whole time they're in their car driving to guitar center, they're <laughs> thinking about you. And that's not good. That's not the way you want them thinking about you. So you don't want to break the equipment. So, so in some yeah, ways. and get a tripod. And I used to say, don't use your camera, your phone and your camera, but they're so good anymore. But turn it sideways so it looks good for us to watch. Don't film this way. Uh, don't have your friend hold the camera laughing while we're trying to watch it. It's if, you know, have people that you don't know watch your video or try to get somebody to watch it. If it annoys them, it's going to annoy us. Edit out anything that, like, if you're hosting a show and you need, still need to send that, to, try to edit out the stuff where it looks like you're hosting. Get straight to you. One of the notes that I wrote over and over again on the videos is it took you 15 seconds before you started to talk. It took you 10 seconds before you, you wasted uh, 20 seconds of the five that we're watching. And in my head, I'm going, why did you just cut your chances of getting picked for this festival over somebody who just, the video starts and it's just them? We don't need all this intro and all this stuff. We got a video once of a comic screaming and swearing unbelievably nasty shit to a woman in the front row. And I'm like, whoa, holy crap. And then he goes, all right, I'd like to bring it to first comic. <laughs> that, that was the comic we were supposed to watch. But if that dude had sent that video out to any comedy club, they never saw him. They shut it. We only saw that guy because we watched five minutes like we say we're going to. Any comedy club would have shut it off as soon as the other guy was yelling. Make sure you get rid of that shit. If you don't know how to edit, find a 12-year-old. They <laughs> well, do. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. I don't know about all that, Joe. Yeah. Come on. 
Don't find a 12 year old. Well, I mean, somebody, you have somebody in your family that knows how to edit. Family member. Okay. I didn't know. I don't. I just want to yeah. make sure you weren't talking. You no, know. go to a playground yeah. <laughs> and ask people to edit video for you. But have a supervisor. This is advice, advice from the owner of the World Series of Comedy is telling you to go to playgrounds. Go to a playground. And ask them if they edit video. Yes. And be in a trench coat and wear sunglasses. That's right. Joe has some here. Borrow I've got the video right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So great, oh, yeah, shit. that was yeah, great breakdown. Of, uh, what to submit? How to um, do your submissions? So people, we're looking to sum it all up. Let me see if I can list it all out for comics. They hear it all at once. So, in an actual set, looking for originality and stage presence, and with the video, it's as high quality as possible. Video, make sure it's landscape if you're using it, which is horizontal. If you're using it on your uh, phone, if you're recording on your phone. And also make sure you're getting right to your set, not the intro, not the lead up, but your set only. Did I get all that? Yeah. Yep. Perfect. I mean, if and try to cut out anybody else that's in it, like, yeah, yeah, just you. Yeah, that's what just I meant. Like, yeah, sometimes people show the yeah. host, showing, bringing them up, and all this or whatnot. Just like cut to you standing there at the beginning of your set. And don't take notes up on stage. Oh. Amen. If you take notes up on stage, know that you're probably not getting into the festival. You're not. It's going to be really hard for you to get into ours. I don't know how other festivals are, but and a lot of comics anymore are taking their phone up and using that as a timer, and then they think they're being sly. Uh, somebody just registered for the festival. Nice. Did you hear the ching? Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I can tell you who if it was. I wonder if someone watching live registered. That would be cool. Connor Ford. I don't know if uh, Connor, Connor Ford, Ford is. Uh, I don't know. I don't in, see a Connor thing. Ford. Is there a Connor Ford watching yeah. that just registered? He gets notified when you register. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. I get excited that I look to see if I know the person, the comic that's done it in the past, or if it's somebody new, and and then I get if it's somebody you know that I've done in the past, I'm I'm excited, and then if it's somebody new, I get excited because I'm like, oh, I get to meet another comic. But yeah, don't take notes on stage. That's that's a death, and 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 we know, like if you take your phone up and you go, no, no, I was using it as a uh, clock, but you keep looking at it. That, yeah, Trent Trent Bab uh, is Connor Ford, so he said I'm Connor Ford. So all right, all right, Trent Bab, welcome, buddy. Very he picked nice. live satellites only. Where's Trent from? Trent is uh, on the West Coast. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's in California. All he's, right, cool. Yeah, he's an OG hot brethren. Like when we started, when quarantine hit, we. Um, went double down on the online community and he was one of the first comics we do a daily writing club in our facebook group at 10 a.m mm -hmm. we get a new word and write a new joke oh that's great and that's a wonderful thing yeah he'll wake up at like that, 7 a.m to do it so that, that's exactly what i was talking about with the uh how many of the jokes are very close yeah there's there's parallel thoughts a lot of the time yeah, yeah so that shows the whole when i taught a class years ago i gave uh this was right when DVDs were coming out and VCRs were kind of going away. But one of my, my joke was, my, the word was VCR. And the one girl goes, I don't even know what that is. And I go, great. Write a joke. All right. And they came back and, you know, their jokes were, some, several of them were very close. And I think that's a great 
lesson to show comics not to freak out. Mm -hmm. If somebody else can think of it, you didn't work hard enough. Yeah, that's when that originality kicks in of like, what can you say that no one else can say? Yeah. Yeah, and Micah is asking, will will vertical videos be disqualified? Uh, No, not at all. Uh, I'm just saying to up your chances, not just for my festival, for, for work. When I, most of the stuff I say is not even so much for our festival. I'm talking about club owners and stuff to get work. They, they won't be disqualified. We don't, if you send us any video, we watch it. We we never disqualify anyone. Uh, but we're going to make notes and that might be in the notes. Uh, I'm never going to take points off somebody's, uh, video because it's vertical or horizontal i'm not going to take points off for that i might you might lose points because i can't see you or hear you but that's solely because i can't see your stage presence you know i've had people film like it looks like they set the camera up on the moon (laughs) you're you're like i don't even know if this is a woman or a man like i don't know cool so yeah yeah. i'll just uh i just pasted the link again the registration link for those of you that are wanting cool. to join and remember tell them hot breath sent you tell them hot breath and they're going to hook you up and upgrade your submission to get all access to all the satellites yeah so i'll be hooking up uh the what connor, connor his name? yeah trent bab I'll be connor. Up connor with all the online satellites very nice so, so let's, be- let's try to jump through a few more of these Real quick, um, Ben asks, what is one thing that you can see often that keeps comedians from connecting with audiences and getting bigger laughs? Wow. What's the one? Man, these guys have got good questions. They should have, I should have made you give them ahead of time. It's, this is all live, though. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a great question. What's what? Can you read it to me again? Somebody else. What? Yeah. Who we got? Mike, Michael, the the Mikey or Mike? Oh, M E I K E. Yeah. Yeah. She probably registered a, a vertical video, so don't hold it against her. <laughs> no, not at all. I won't. They're, they're picking live satellites. Okay, that's a good one. Live satellites, and then oh, oh, that's right. Connor did live satellites too, so he'll get. An, I'll, I'll upgrade them all to nine, all nine live satellites. Wow. So that's great. Yeah, that's great for them. Very nice. Very nice, everyone. Uh, will you read that question one more time? I want to think about it. I certainly will, my friend. So they say, let me go back up. What is the one thing you see comedians... <clears throat> what is the one thing you often see comedians do... Wait, all right. Power of threes here, kids. <clears throat> What is one thing that you see often that keeps comedians from connecting with audiences and getting bigger laughs? Uh, well, you know what? Now that you read it again, what pops in my head is I think comics step on their laughs a lot of times too quick. They also give up on a joke too quick. Uh, Newer comics are very afraid of the silence on stage. And silence on stage can be bad sometimes, but sometimes it means they're waiting. And 
it takes a lot of guts and a lot of time to feel confident on stage. And uh, sometimes you don't have that confidence. So you may step on your laugh or kind of not deliver the punchline with enough power because maybe the last one didn't get enough laugh. So you don't feel comfortable in saying it. Uh, you have to believe everything you say on stage is funny. Mm. I'm really cocky when I say this, but I believe that I could go up and read a phone book and get laughs, a menu and get laughs. I'll make it funny somehow. I'll keep doing whatever I have to and shove it down your throat until the audience goes, it must be funny. Mm. He thinks it is. I've watched audiences at my show in Vegas where I'll, I'll just keep hitting them over and over again. Cause I'm so unbelievably confident on stage. I wasn't always that way. There was times when I had, I'd come up with a joke that I thought was really funny and it was a little bit edgy or racist or not racist, but like pushy or, yeah, racism. 12 year olds, racism. This is great for World Series of Comedy. <laughs> yeah. Talk to little kids about racism while they're editing your video. <laughs> your vertical videos. <laughs> yeah. Turn it sideways. Like they're laying on a bed. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that makes sense, though. Yeah. The timing yeah. is a big thing and that stage presence and confidence. Like, yeah. So, I think that's what will eventually get you more laughs but just believe don't be afraid uh and i know you most comics have heard this uh you know doing stand-up comedy is a big fear of most people but it's true not you know most of the audience members are looking at you in awe so mm -hmm. the uh one thing is if you have a day job don't talk about your day job unless it's what you used to do because the audience wants to put you up on a pedestal. They want to believe that all we do as comics is sleep all day, get up and show up and walk up on stage and say silly, funny things. And that's, they're like, oh, I wish I could do that. I had to get up early this morning and go to work and work all day. This guy just slept all day and got to get up and be funny. They don't know that we're getting up early and maybe going to work too, and then rushing to the gig to get up there. They want to believe that we're special. Whether they know who you are as a comedian, they still see you as a celebrity and a star. So act like it. When you're on stage, act like it. I mean, say, you know, my old job or what I used to do. Because as soon as you say uh, my day job, it puts you back on their level and they go, huh, he's not special. So let's, let's do two more here. I, I have to, um, take my wife to an appointment. Oh, uh, I'm, I know I'm very married. Yeah. But, very, very, uh, very professional here. Um, we have <laughs> very professional. We've been um, doing this. Yeah. We're here and people are. Yeah. I'm, also, I'm just kidding. I love it. Yeah, there's a lot of people actually that uh, registered before this as well. So that's great. Yeah, so I, yeah. Just, I love hearing. Yeah, there is so much parallel in our communities and like what we're trying to provide for comics that it's only natural that people have heard of us independently and just like like to take advantage. So that's that's great. I love seeing that. 
maybe a winner will be from the Hot Breathiverse this year. We shall see. That would be cool. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be awesome. So um, let's do these two. Wearing your shirt, showered in your shirts and your water. We'd be throwing up the water, throwing it on everybody. Hot breath water! (laughs) (laughs) Just like the champagne, but it's hot breath water. Hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where'd it go? Oh, um, how, how many years... Or how much material should a comic have before doing a festival? <sighs> that kind of goes clear back to my, uh, one of the things I said earlier on, like, why are you doing the festival? If you're doing it, that's a question that makes me sound like that person, and it, and it probably doesn't, and I'm not trying to pick on this person, or, but I mean, that they, they're like, well, I want to win, or what if I win? Well, it's really hard. Like, I've had comics go, well, like what's cool about our festival is you start out at five minutes on uh, Wednesday or the Monday at the wild card. Then you go to seven or eight, depending on the main event or the, you know, satellites. Then there's an 11 minute show and then there's a 25 minute show. And I've had comics go, man, I don't have 25. So I don't want to enter. Not being smart. You're probably not going to make it to the 25. Hmm. So you might as well enter and see where you go and learn and grow from that. And then you can watch the other shows and go, man, I got to work harder. So uh, look at the websites of the festivals that you want to enter and send them an email. Most, you know, I answer every email I get. Uh, I think I'm assuming that most festivals do, but if they don't have this information on their website, ask them what's, how long is the set? And then I would, uh, and the other question you might want to ask is, can we re- repeat material? Because they say, it's a five minute thing and you're doing seven shows. So, well, then you need, you know, what I should have said an even number so I could have figured out what that would be. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you have five or 10 minutes, you might, that might do it. So you can repeat material. Yeah. In my festival, you can. I don't know. In every festival I've had, I've heard festivals where they say, you know, you got to do new material. Well, the, in the way the bookers in the industry look at it when they're judging our festival is if I hire you at my club, you're going to be doing the same stuff all week. So I want to see you be consistent. Mm. So if you start move up in the show and you're doing, you know, you move from the seven minute show to the 11 minute show, you can still do the seven minutes. You just have to add a few more minutes. So uh, one year we had a guy who had an incredible 11 made it to the 25 and he had an incredible 11 stretched that 11 to about 15 and then started the 11 over. No way. Yeah. He was funny. He was silly. He knew it. He was playing around and he just did it. We had been joking around all, all week and he, he was at, he actually let me know ahead of time that he was really nervous. Some comics have, so there's been many, many, many comics that have come up to me later after they've gotten to know me and said, when I made it to the 25, that was the first time I'd ever done 25. Sometimes I've said, I know. And other times I was like, well, holy shit, that was really good. You know, you strung together everything you had. Uh, that's what's great about this festival, I think is there's a lot of comics that never got to do 25 that have made it to the finals, did it. And then I've seen them make it again. And that next time they did the 25, it was 
better. And then the next time it was even better. And so and then they were, and now they felt comfortable about trying to get feature work because of this. So I wouldn't worry about how much material you have. If you want to enter a festival, enter it because you want to network and grow and learn yep. and see where you stand. Yep. I mean, with our festival, you, you send in a video and there's so few comics that take advantage of this. But like I said, there's four to five people watching every video. Uh, all you have to do is after you, we put out the selection, whether you made it or not, if you didn't make you, even if you make it, but if you, after we put it out, you just email us to say, we'd like notes on it. And we give you pretty detailed notes that the, each person took and no one sees each other's notes. So I tell the comic, I go, if you see something repeating in the notes, it could be a problem or it's a good thing. It may be like, Hey, I love this. And if they all say that, then you, you know, you're onto something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there, as so, we, uh, land this plane here. Yeah. Is, uh, is there any closing advice or anything you'd like to share with the hot breath of us here? Uh, no, nothing. No, I've been talking the whole time. I, I, I love comedy. I appreciate you having me on, Joel. You, this, this might have been the least amount of talking I've ever seen or heard you do. <laughs> you did all the work for me, Joe. I'm just telling. I, you well, I, I, I feel bad. I talk so much, but I mean, I absolutely love comedy. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. I know that we come on to talk about the World Series of Comedy, but I mean, I don't. I want everyone to register, but I only want them to register because I want them to be, to meet them and see them perform and help them grow. Uh, my email is Joe at the world series of comedy. Mm -hmm. com. My phone number is 702-205-9050. If I'm near my phone, I'll answer it. If you have any questions, call. If you have any or email, whatever you want to do, text, call, whatever. If it's on the website, I'm probably going to steer you towards the website to look at the FAQ stuff. But if you have a question about comedy, ask. Doesn't have to be about the festival. I don't care. I love it. I love it. And yeah. people saying, yeah, this was a great interview. You're a treasure. People are calling you a treasure. Well, I knew that ahead of time. Ah, a treasure meaning he's very old, I believe. Is <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I think they meant. No, I appreciate it. That's fun. I love it. Thanks. <laughs> I am old. I'm, I'm so old it's ridiculous you're not old but you know what this festival keeps me up i love doing it because i love the energy of the comics and when they get so excited about performing it still makes me excited so it's just fun to be around there you have it hot brethren and sistren if you want to make this year the year you level up your comedy start booking more paid gigs and networking with other inspired comics the world series of comedy is the best place in the industry to do that. Being a part of the World Series of Comedy has been a game changer for me, both on stage and off stage, and I know it'll be the same for you. So go into the description of this episode and click Join the World Series of Comedy. And when you register, make sure you let them know you heard about it through Hot Breath, or use my name, Joel Byers. Let them know you heard about it through this podcast so they will hook you up with even more shows they get you access to all of the World Series of Comedy events. And I will see you there, my friends. And I'll see you on this podcast next Monday right here on Hot Breath. <sighs>
Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.